0: This week on The Native Immigrants, we are joined by a special guest, London Miller founder and actor Ajay Chabra. Listening to our interview with him in the second half of this show as he discusses Melatopia. The Native Immigrants are in the building. Hit the music. Greetings and welcome to another episode of The Native Immigrants. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hi! We are now even Stevens, Jojo B. Are we? You and I have now balanced the equilibrium in our life. Okay. We are both set and done, and we're now quits.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Well, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, I had a dream last night. Okay. And it was a dream that included my ex.
1: (gasps) You what?
0: Yes. And obviously, if listeners of the show will cast their minds back to a few weeks ago, when you dreamt about your ex in a dream. Yes. What happened in your dream again?
1: Um, so my ex said that I had made, that he'd made a massive mistake and wanted me back. And I said, you bastard, and was like really upset. And mm. so then I ran to a coffee shop. And when I got to that coffee shop, Chris Hemsworth was there.
0: Oh, yes, that's correct. And then
1: he comforted me in all the ways that he knew how.
0: <laughs> in all of his glorious ways. Yes. Um, yeah, so I didn't have a similar dream to that. But my ex was in my dream last night. and It's really weird because I haven't really thought about it for quite a long time. But I, I we had this conversation where like there's always pieces of our ex that are still in your psyche, like in the hidden in the back yes, of your because mind. because
1: they're memories, isn't it? You're not gonna get rid of your memories just because you got rid of the person.
0: Yeah. So for some reason, she popped up in my dream last night, and um, and it was really weird because like I she asked me to come pick her up from somewhere. So I was like, all right, no problem. She's and this
1: like, hiya, uh, can I have a lift, please?
0: Yeah, precisely that. And okay. I was like, but and I'm married to you at this point as well. Okay. Yes. So I was Good like, "Good to
1: know that we're still married in your dreams." No, well, in my dream we were still married as well, and I was like, "How could you ever say this to me, to my ex?" And, right, and then I, I cheated on you with Chris. Wow. Sorry. Okay, but so, he's allowed anyway. Your
0: story. That's that's subjective, um, um, and so like, so sh- she called me up, and I was like, "Okay, cool," but then I took you with me to pick her up. Okay. And so uh, I think must. I mean, this I sounds there, very
1: realistic. To be fair.
0: Um yeah sure i would definitely take you with me to go see my ex
1: and i would definitely insist
0: <laughs> um and i would definitely tell you about it obviously mm-hmm. um yeah i'm just popping out love for like half an hour um so then i was like go i was to like buy some, Fine. some figures <laughs> yeah exactly Getting some wwf figures instead but i was like yeah cool so i went to like go get her and you were in the car you sat in the back seat so i'd let her like sit in the front um, but she seemed to be like quite cool about it it's like like she knew that we were married but yet she would still try to like you know try to see if she can shoot her shot kind of thing um and then like when, once i once i brought her back to <laughs> her house
1: really just wishful thinking on your like, part isn't it, it? was
0: um, she was <laughs> like <laughs> everyone still wants me who knows man you know there might be some lingering feelings <laughs> that might still be you know like running through her you know her mind
1: you well, know. Wh- whatever with her, as long as you don't know lingering feelings, I my d- love. I I, th- I feel like this is turning
0: into some couple therapy. Yeah, maybe we should have like a session with uh, one of our local marriage or not. counselors. Or, or not? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'll just deal. I'll just because... deal with these things by myself then.
1: Because <laughs> we're okay. Everything's fine.
0: <laughs> I think this is a good way. If we talk about it like this to our listeners, that almost <laughs> is our therapy. That almost is our counseling in a way. Because, not that they obviously retort to us. Unless they want to let us know on social media what their thoughts are on our state of our marriage. What, there must be people that listen to this that are like psychologists or people that have studied psychology at mm. uni. My
1: best friend is a psychologist. Big she has up. a PhD. She's a doctor. Does she yes. listen
0: to our show though? Who knows? Not a real friend then, isn't it? <laughs> um, so people that listen to our show, real friends, all right, that listen to our show... Um, there could be people that studied psychology. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to think that maybe there is some kind of like, you know, like hidden meaning behind these dreams of our exes. The easy answer would be that we still hold feelings for our exes, obviously. That'd be the easy answer.
1: That's the obvious answer. Exactly. Exactly. But I think that less that we hold feelings for them, unless you're trying to tell me something, Mm. um, more that the memories are still there in our subconscious and our brain just likes to, like, reorder things every now and again. It's just, it's like, you know, refiling.
0: It, is it, no, it almost likes to fuck with you every now and then. Yes, Because you like, I, I literally haven't thought about it for such a long time. And all of a sudden, she's crept back in my mind. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, remember that time? Oh, yeah, remember that time period? Remember that time we went to there and that holiday we had there? You know, those kind of things.
1: See, now, I only thought of the bad things right, after okay. I'd had my dream of, like, and that's why in my dream, I was like, you bastard, how dare you tell me you want me again?
0: <laughs> One, <laughs> because okay. i was like you are shit but it, it's you know it's odd it depends i guess on the relationships that you have like the you know some of the relationships i had were the the end of it as always the breakups been really messy and and you end up hating that person because of that end period obviously mm-hmm. but then there is a, a lot of the relationship that is really that was really lovely and it was really loving and all yeah. great so when you look back on things in five or ten years time do you focus on the on the negative aspect of that relationship, at the end, or do you look back on the fond memories? Depends I, who
1: it
0: is. Yeah, I guess everyone's like a relationship by relationship basis, isn't it?
1: I mean, there's one that was just like it was just bad, right? Okay, <laughs> it's enough. just bad, and even in the middle of it, I was like, "What am I doing here?" Right. So I would only ever be like this is bad right (laughs) there's only bad things associated with that Oh,
0: okay okay
1: (laughs) yeah and there was one that was like there were some nice moments yes yeah but i'm i'm fully aware of rose-tinted glasses syndrome
0: that's true as well and because i
1: do that with a lot of i mean we were just talking before we put the mics on about when we used to when i used to live on my own Mm. and how i used to you know i still sometimes miss just being able to you know just lock the door yeah exactly drown out the world and not have to be kind of You know talking to anyone all the time yeah um and but then i also know that that during that period of my life i wasn't massively happy either (laughs) you can rose tint things and they can seem better than they actually were yeah and so i try not to do that too much
0: yeah And of course of course and i'm a very
1: nostalgic person
0: same and that's the thing i'm always looking at things in the past like such as past relationships and not focusing more on my current one so this doesn't should, sound very healthy at all. But, it sounds
1: like you wish you were back there again, no, but rather it's, you know, than
0: here with me. No, I'm I'm very oh. happy, very like I said, I'm the luckiest man in the world. I said this in a few shows ago, uh-huh. and you know, here's me reiterating backtrack, that, backtrack, reiterating backtrack. that.
1: No, I I think also, and I think lots of couples will be going through this. You're the only person I see, other than our child, who can't hold conversation. So it's like. You can't just be in each other's face a lot. Yeah, exactly. There's no room to miss each other. Yeah. And so then sometimes you just start to miss other parts of your life that happened a long time ago because there's nothing left to miss. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's and I guess lots of people are going through the same thing. Like mm. we're always in each other's face. Yep. And as much as I love your face.
0: Mm. Who doesn't?
1: It, you know, sometimes i like to see another face. Mm, true. Not another man's face necessarily, just another face
0: okay um if you like my family all my my friends
1: yeah no well you know like social media is the only outlet and i'm i'm actually getting really sick of scrolling yeah i think i'm gonna start doing. a good friend of ours said that i should just have like a detox a detox screen detox like once a week yeah and i think i might have to do that Okay' like I like
0: I said to you last time you said this on our show, do not coincide it on a day we're supposed to be promoting the release of our podcast,
1: okay, so no I can't probably can't do it on a weekday anyway, but it's just it's really hard to do isn't it
0: yeah, man, yeah. so
1: um yeah, I think I have to kind of i mean he has a total screen break, there's no t v nothing mm. there's just like and if you could just lock me in a library full of books and some tea, yeah, and some cake then i'd be happy just leave me like like, but in our in our flat it's quite hard to get away from screens
0: it is hard to get away from the screen especially when we have such such compelling television on as we just watched currently we just before we sat down to record the show we were watching hippos versus crocodiles (laughs) um and the thing is right so i i like i like it, I was watching some football and then I stepped out obviously to, to start putting some bits together uh, for putting the show um, in terms of all the setup and stuff and then Jojo B just like can I change the channel I was like yeah go for it and so I, I fully expected her to watch like either Say Yes to the Dress or like one of the cookery shows the kind of shit that she loves but no she's watching what looked like National Geographic and watched a show called Hippos versus Crocodiles Yes And I'm not even joking Like I had to actually stop What I was doing To sit down And watch this shit Because my god It like It was compelling It was honestly I am I was not joking When I said It's compelling television It was like intense
1: it, They said And we learnt this fact today That I did not know Yeah That A hippo Could snap
0: A, a, a crocodile, crocodile In, in half. half Yeah With, with its, its, its jaws teeth. Like with its teeth Yeah snap a crocodile listen people a crocodile and it's it's not skin like human skin have you seen crocodile skin it must be like it's like armor isn't it exactly it's like a built tank it's snapping a tank in half
1: it's crazy and also hippos are always portrayed like to be like happy go lucky lovely animals that's because like, we've seen them on the disney cartoons Be-do-be-do. and Be-do. stuff do you know what I mean and no they are lethal
0: no no hippos are
1: and they're vegetarian, In, aren't they? So those teeth are only made to kill things, yeah. not
0: to eat them, just to kill them. And I didn't know when when watching the show is when a, when a hippo closes its mouth and, and snaps its jaws, the, the top canines and the bottom canines actually grind against each other to sharpen them.
1: So they stay sharp all the time. All the
0: time. Like they're constantly bladed to basically chef someone if they wanted to. Yes. My lord, I want like. So, if you were in a scenario where you were just thrown into a pit somewhere and it was either you versus a crocodile or you versus a hippo, which one would you stand a better chance of defeating?
1: What I would do is I would just put my head under the water and let myself drown. Okay, so this is a a dry pit. (laughs) This is a dry pit. There's no water inside.
0: Okay, So, so you're talking about two animals that can both swim and you can't swim. And so you'd still think you'd stand a chance of being in them?
1: Well, I would hope that I would drown before they would get actually In a puddle, to
0: in a pit. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could find yourself drowning in a puddle.
1: Look, I don't want either of those to eat me. Please don't let that be the way that I go.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, so I'd think the, the quicker death would probably be the hippo, I think.
1: Probably, because it'd probably just puncture something. you bleed to death really quickly. The thing with, Why
0: are we talking about this? Because I just I am still it's still in my mind. This is probably what I'll end up dreaming about tonight instead. <laughs> uh, of like exes. <laughs> I'll be having hippos fighting crocodiles in my dream. Um, oh no,
1: I'm gonna be running away from a hippo in my dream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one would you rather have, JJB? An ex or a hippo. I think I, <laughs> it's <laughs> um not in not in the same like kind of like in like environment and scenario. No. I'm just putting yourself in. Which one's worse? Oh god. I mean, no, please. I'd rather <laughs> hug the hippo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, we digress. So the US elections are happening right now, George. Yes,
1: and, B. and as we speak, it's still undecided.
0: Yeah, I was kind of hoping, like, by the time we had this show and it was out on Thursday at 12 p.m., that we'd have probably had a decision. And we might still have it. It
1: that might that be, point. yeah, but we've recorded it in we've advance. We've recorded it in advance.
0: <laughs> we don't record it the minute before the show comes yeah, out, if exactly. that's what you, people believe. Um, so, as of right now, it actually looks like potentially, I want to put in inverted commas, Joe Biden.
1: Maybe, president. yes. We'll see. Yeah, because we'll you know, Trump's got his tricks. He's not going to let
0: go easy. He's definitely not. But the prospect of Joe Biden coming in mm. means that we may even see a South Asian in the White House yeah. as the vice president.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which would be interesting,
0: Kamla Ben? Yes, Kamla. <laughs> that's um, yeah. Uh, oh, Kamla auntie.
1: Kamla auntie. Well, probably
0: uh, close enough to, for me to be a Ben, to be fair. Yeah,
1: that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I know lots of people don't agree with her politics, and they kind uh. of called her like the pretty Patel of America. Yeah, I'm not sure she's as bad as that, but I think she has. Had some questionable things. Happen.
0: There's been some controversies, obviously. Yes. Um.
1: So, but it'd be interesting. Yeah. No. At, I, it, and at, at this point, I think a lot of the world just thinks anything would be better than Trump.
0: Apart from Trump supporters, obviously, which still make up a massive proportion of the United States. I think there was tentatively it didn't look like he would, you know, get as many votes as he as he did. Um, but it's just
1: that silent majority that that silent minority majority. Who knows yet? Yeah. But there's a silent group of mm. people. Who are just like, you know what? I'm just gonna cast my vote, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Yeah. It's no one's business who I vote for. Yeah. And those are the people mm. who swing it.
0: No, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so it's still neck and neck. There's not long to go now. Um, so even by the time we were finished recording the show, they might have made a decision. Um, but yeah, it would be incredibly interesting, uh, mm-hmm. to see Joe Biden come in. Um because I, for one, didn't really couldn't foresee an, uh, anything other than a Trump victory, to be fair. Um, it, the last few presidents we've seen for a long time has always been the two terms. I can't remember the last time we saw a one-term president. It's not even in my lifetime, I don't even feel. So um, this would be, yeah, incredible. But very, very deserved to be ejected out of that seat. Um, so we will wait and see. It all remains to the be seen. The world
1: waits with bated breath. Yes. Let's see how it goes.
0: It does (laughs) exactly, exactly. Um, So, what has been happening this week? Well, on the seventh of eighth of November, Melatopia will be upon us.
1: Yeah, we mentioned it a couple of times in the last few
0: shows in the last couple of weeks. But for this show, in the second half of this show, we're going to be joined by the London Miller founder himself, Ajay Chabra who's also the organiser and founder of Melatopia. And he's going to be talking all about how it was created, all the challenges they faced in terms of putting a virtual Mela together, some of the acts that are going to be performing, um, and just, yeah, what people can expect on the 7th and 8th of November, this yeah. weekend.
1: Sounds super Sounds
0: super indeed. So uh, listen in to Ajay on the second half of this show. But the end of this half man's just had an amazing week jojo V.
1: yes you did
0: i am on cloud 10 not even cloud nine my friend
1: he has been a happy happy boy
0: yes indeed all week yes loving life loving life i'm
1: not gonna give anything away because you always say that i'm not very good at build up yeah exactly i give too much away
0: yeah. this is your moment you take it no you know what like People who know me know, obviously, my musical career, I um, have having a chance to create as much music as I would like to in the last few years, combination of parent life, professional work life, um, and just balancing life means that I don't get a chance to have the same kind of work rate that I did a few years ago, but I'm working back to that and building back towards that um, in the last few weeks and months uh, to coincide with a lot more music releases in 2021. And I managed to reconnect with a familiar friend, my boy Zaheer, who also provides the theme music for this season's Native Immigrants as well, Mm -hmm. the theme music for our podcast. And we decided, um, just from an idea that he had, to put together a, a track that would encompass something we love or have a mutual love of, and that is professional wrestling. So we're big fans of the product, and he has a great contact with the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, who is a British guy who's actually from King's Lynn here. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, absolutely. I thought he was American. Nope, he's a British man just like you and I. Okay. Not that you're a British man, but a British person then. Um, And he's been in the States for a long time now. He's married to uh, one of the WWE superstars, Mickie James. Um, But he's managed to forge himself an, an awesome career, becoming not only the TNA world champion, but also now the NWA champion. And we created a track that is almost a tribute to the great man himself. So it was incredibly fun to write, really great creative process. And we just thought, let's just have laugh and have some fun with it. Kind of like everything that me and Zar do. It's always made for a laugh and made for a bit of a joke and some fun. Yeah. And they end up becoming tracks that just become our career highlights, basically. And this is another one. We sent it to Nick. Nick absolutely loved it. I, look at me, me and Nick on, you know, first name terms and shit. Mr. Aldis to you. Mr. Aldis, yeah, sorry. Uh, the champ is how we'll kind of describe him instead. And he loved it so much, he created a video for it amongst his team. And he put it out on his social media this week, and it exploded. And loads of wrestling fans have been kind of telling us how much they love the tune as well. Nick himself has been pushing us, saying how much he loves the track and to support us as artists. And he's pushed it on all all his social medias, and we've done the same. And it's just the feeling and the vibe of knowing that someone appreciates something you've done for them. And the people appreciate the music as well, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So... Big respect to Nick Aldis for supporting the tune and promoting it and pushing it. Shout out to my boy Zahir, obviously, for putting together the beat. Me and Zara haven't worked on a track for at least five or six years.
1: But when you do, there's, there's that little bit of magic it's that happens. Moida. It's
0: It's magic.
1: Yeah, it just you two, you two.
0: Yeah, exactly. Match we, made we've in got heaven. yeah, we've got great chemistry. Obviously, not just because we're close friends, but also um, working together collaboratively. As musicians, and this was a great chance to work together again, and you will no doubt hear more Swami Barakas and Zaheer tunes together once again going forward, just like the old days. Woo-hoo! But on the other side of this break, you will be hearing from the London Miller founder Ajay Chabra as he talks all things melatopia. <laughs> See you in the other side, people. are delighted to be joined by another special guest this week on the Native Immigrants and we are going to be focusing and talking about Melatopia as which we've mentioned in the last couple of shows the acts are going to be performing a real crazy event happening that we literally are in the unknown about about what's going to take place and what's going to happen but who better to bring on right now to talk about this Then the man himself, the head honcho, the creator, the founder, like the alpha male of the London Miller himself, Mr. Ajay Chabra. How are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm great. What a fantastic welcome. Yeah, I think we're famous for
0: our introductions for, for, the, for the special guests. And we have like to
1: build up yeah. our guests.
0: But then we peak early by, by being so amazing straight off the cuff, and then the rest of the interview is just like me rambling on about my own stuff. And then stuff. the
1: pressure's on the guests, The pressure's isn't it? on the
0: guests, exactly. <laughs> so they've and got to they deliver. They have to, live up to, they the have to live up to
2: the expectations, yeah. Well, I've, I've just been writing down all of those uh, descriptions that you uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can use that on
0: your resumes uh, and things to send out for future press releases for the London Miller. So you <laughs> know. <have> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, great to be on. Thank you ever so much. I mean, you know, and you know, you know, both of you know this. I'm a massive fans of what you've created together, and your resilience and persistence, and your independent, free voice. And that's really, really important. That's at the heart of this. You know, being able to speak freely about the world around you and what you connect with and what you don't connect with. You know, I think that's in a, in a, in a time of massive change uh, on a personal level and in, our, in the public domain, just having that independent, free thinking, open voice is crucial. So right. Thank you. Thank you're, actually, you're actually
0: making me cry. I can't. I said, it's the same way. You're gonna. You're, everything that we said about you, everything you just said there, is gonna be used on our um, CVs yes. and um, things are <laughs> sent out for our press releases. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Ajay.
2: <laughs> I just held a mirror up to you.
0: That's why. <laughs> <laughs> much appreciated. Much love. Um, Okay, so we were at the London Miller last year, we were in the press zone, and we we spoke to a number of artists that day, a number of the acts as well that performed, and we spoke to yourself about the history and the origins of the London Miller itself. We spoke at length on that show about how it was originated, all the millers that have happened since, Um, but this year, it's a whole different experience. Um, Millertopia. but was there at any point during this year that you thought there'd actually be no millers at all?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, right at the beginning of lockdown, I was in Mumbai for two weeks and I cut short that visit uh, in the middle of March. And I came back and just being outside of the country. So I left, I left London at the beginning of March and came back mid-March. So... Things were things, you know. Th- things were going on. You know, there was there was more and more reports coming back from continental Europe. Um, there was talks about, you know, the NHS building up uh, their reserves. Um, there was just the atmosphere just seemed to um, be, you know, there was there was there was stuff going on, and 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 going out of the country, leaving the country you know, you get an even wider perspective of what's going on abroad.
0: Mm.
2: So, so as early as that, and this is even before, uh, many of the, many of the other more well-known, uh, festivals or events, uh, started to make public, they were going to be canceled. I sort of had a hunch. I just felt, I felt there's, something isn't quite right here, you know, and, 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 one has to always look at the options and to think what if this happened or what if this happened so I was just playing with those options what if what if no London Mailer happened this summer Mm. and then you you sort of rattle down the list of things that you need to do you know for damage limitation you need to put up you know stuff like putting out a press release or or you know making sure everyone knows including our sponsors and our stakeholders and our artists and all the rest of it so, so that was a really strong possibility. Then, as as the days, the weeks um, crept up upon us, uh, and lockdown happened, it became more and more clear that that um, public events uh, are not are not really high priority. You know,
0: mm,
2: even yeah. now. I mean, look, we're on the eve of another lockdown. Yes, you know? absolutely. And. You know in, in terms of our hierarchy of needs you know going to a free to public event is pretty low down however in terms of well-being community togetherness supporting each other there is nothing more powerful for the human spirit than be in and amongst other people yes and and that was where the where the original idea of the Mela was born you know we are Uh, In our very nature as human beings, social social animals, social beings, you know, we want to celebrate together. All of our rites. When you think about rites of passage from a birth to a death and everything else in between, Mm. you know, people gather, and that's the most innate, natural thing for a human being to do. So there was there was this there was this sense of we're not going to be able to do what we want to do. So we need to start thinking about what we what, what an alternative Miller might look like so um, in, so when did like the
0: initial stages of and the ideas that originated of a virtual Miller first come about
2: so it, probably the end of March uh, the beginning of April the idea of doing something online you know there was this kind of massive hike of People, you know, playing instruments or or dancing in their gardens or in their front rooms, and and that was all great, and that was really creative, and and uh, and all very brilliant. Um, and that, that that really took off, you know. March, April, you know, you just cast your minds back to that to that period. Yeah. And people were doing it really well. You know, they were doing it for nothing. They were just doing it because they wanted to do it because it was fun and they could do it. And, and we kept thinking, we kept thinking, wouldn't it be great to, you know, do something that perhaps brought all of these people together? What, would, what, what, what might that look like? You know, what might a mela in a front room look like? You know, and, no. and I, I've always used this metaphor, you know. For me, the, the London Mailer, or, or any of the events or festivals that we've done, is just simply an extension of my front room growing up in london in the late 70s and early 80s yeah and what do i mean by that i mean there was a television in one corner there was a table in the other there was a sofa and there was a fire or a heater yeah yeah <laughs> might have been telly. dad might have been watching telly Mum might have been at the table doing something uh, sister might have been sitting by the fire i might have been sitting on the sofa you know playing with a toy or something you know somebody would have been eating watching you know there would have been noise you know, people talking over each other, you know, in a very confined, small space. Now, how does one then take, uh, unpack that, bring out, bring down the walls and put that into a field? And in in some ways, a mellow is that, you know, there's a stage of live music, there's food, uh, there's entertainment, there's something for young people, there's something for kids, there's a kids area, there's a circus area, there's a fun fair, you know, there's a, there's a range of things to do. So this this idea of creating a, a safe space, an intergenerational space, a multi art form space, so if you get bored of watching the telly, you go and sit by the fire and talk to your sister, you know, or if you get bored of seeing something on the main stage, you wander over and grab something to eat at the food stalls so This, yes. this kind of an analogy or, or metaphor of of and in front room has been really important so The idea of doing something virtual was born of that period, that period of silence, largely for many of us, that period of isolation and that period of reflection. You know, we were not going to do nothing. You know, it wasn't good enough. And I kept on using this phrase to the team. It's not good enough for who we are and what we do and what we represent to disappear in 2020. That's just not good enough, you know. Yeah. And I was, and there was a frustration developing as well because I was hearing again and again, organisations that were, and artists, uh, actors, musicians, who were resourceful, you know, pre-pandemic.
1: Hmm.
2: Suddenly they kind of, you don't hear about anyone. You know, you yeah. kind of go, you know, you guys are a funded organisation or you've got some resources, you know, um, you should be thinking about, you know how you can support people if anything that I've learned from this period it's um, it's our interdependence on on each other totally being interdependent I'm interdependent on my children as they are of me I'm interdependent on my neighbours as they are of me I'm interdependent on my town of my city of my community you know of the other melas that, that I support and I and I and I help. So this interdependency was was a really important um, uh, sort of stepping stone, I guess, for us. And from that was born the idea of doing something even more than just doing a mela in our living rooms. You know, I really did have this idea of creating a miniature mela in, you know, in putting it on, on in our back garden, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you know, imagine a kind of Playmobil Mela. For under eights. And they kind of, you know, there's a Ferris wheel, there's this, you know, we, we make tiny bits of food, you know, everything's miniature. It's a miniature Mela. I'd in go your- to that. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. What about, forget under eights. I'm not forgetting going like that, mate. <laughs> Why don't we just still do it? I mean, I think that would be a great thing to do. Um, and then out of that, then what happened? This is this is this is where magic happens and, and this is where partnerships and collaborations are where it's all about. Yeah. We can't do everything on our own, you know. Yeah. We and I've always said to my team and and, and, and the people around me that you know if we're employing somebody, they have to be more clever than us. They you know they have to have a skill set that is that, that that is four seconds a, thinks four seconds ahead of us. You yeah, know, there, there needs to be I don't care where they live or where they were born or where they were educated if they were at all. None of that matters. It's just how they think and how they respond. So, so we built, we built, we built a small team around us. And then this is where the magic happened. We, we have good friends who run an area of Glastonbury called Shangri-La.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Cool. Yeah. Big festival stage.
2: Yeah. And uh, Julian, who you've met, my, my, uh, Co-founder, friend, uh, comrade, oh, partner yeah. in crime, etc., etc. Um, got in touch and said, "Look, Glastonbury are doing this. You know, the, you know, there's this 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 group in Glastonbury who who, who produced Shangri La are creating this online festival called Lost Horizons." Okay, so we both made a beeline for it. We both put it in our diaries. We watched it. We were completely wowed by it, and. We then got in touch with, with our friends at, at, at Lost Horizons, Chris, uh, Chris Tofu, uh, amazing, amazing, can do creative uh, person, uh, all round good person. And that was it. And Chris, we said to Chris, how can we do what you've done? And he said, well, let's do it together. And they were looking for other projects and they've been our partners involved since. So I think it started with an intention to do something it resulted in thinking about how to do it and then it resulted in thinking about who to do it with and now it's resulted in it actually happening you know we're 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 days away from uh putting this you know massive experiment on you know for want of a better word
1: what have been the the challenges of making it all happen because it sounds like it's quite kind of complex to bring together and like and what have been the kind of advantages of doing it as well for you so the, the challenges and the, the, dis- the advantages and disadvantages
2: yeah i think the challenges i think those are two very good questions i think the challenges have been uh learning uh to you know we're storytellers yeah the mellow is a story that we tell every year and we have been and we we've kind of understood understood what tools we need to tell that story, you know. We need a place to tell that story. We need um, uh, structures, you know, stages, tenting, fences, toilets, you know, whatever we need. We need we need the chapters, and then we need the content, you know, the words, and that's those are the artists and the stallholders and the stakeholders and and the community groups and the volunteers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think. I think one of our one of our uh, our big challenges has, was was the fact that on this gig, you know, and this is another word that I just I, I, t- I tend to repeat a bit, and I have been over the last few days, is we've learned something every two and a half seconds, hmm. you know, because <laughs> it's it's you know, the word VR. virtual reality and online have been in our kind of vocabulary for a good few years You know more and more and more people are beginning to understand what it actually means Absolutely And then there's loads of people who don't actually know what it means or don't really know what it does They kind of sort of know so we were sort of in that territory. We were in in that in-between territory so one of the challenges has been to really uh, be open about the language and the vocabulary and way to tell this story online in a virtual world you know I've always said you know you know somebody asked me the other day who is your audience you know when you first I, I did this thing I did this um, thing for MA students where we just where we talked about the history of the manor and they said who is your audience and I said well actually when we first started the the, the person that I had in my head was my grandparents yeah mm. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, I want my grandparents to go to an event where they were an outdoor event where they'll recognize the music, they'll recognize the food, they'll feel safe, they'll wander around, they might bump into somebody that they know, they might make a new friend, they -hmm. might learn something, they might be wowed by something special and spectacular, like a finale firework show that we put on every year. That has always been the the face of the audience in my head now if 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 they enjoy it i'm not really i'm not really thinking too hard about anyone else i'm not thinking about the 16 year olds who want the pop stars i'm thinking about the non-asian audience i'm not thinking about anyone if people come to an event that my grandparents have enjoyed that then everything else will slot into place everything else will fit into place and that's kind of what we started, how we started this event. We've created, uh, you know, a multi art form, multi generational uh, event in the same light that we look at the the live Mela, we've created it in the VR world of Mela. One of the other, just to to answer the second part of your question, the, the one of the disadvantages, I guess, I mean, in some ways I see it as an advantage because you can be really focused. And mm-hmm. that is the um, uh, face-to-face time, you know, the being in the same room. Yeah. There's something really special about, you know, and I talk about this with with, with lots of people that work in creative industries, you know, uh, people who work in advertising or copywriting or, or television. You know, there's something about um, being in the same room and being able to... Uh, buzz ideas, you know, back and forth over coffee, you know, or, or over, you know, a sort of more relaxed social setting. But being in the same room often um, produces um, some amazing results. Now, how do you recreate that online? Well, you just yeah. have to, you know, um, but I think I also see that as an advantage because the, the, the creative time that I've spent on online is very focused. So the creative time that I, I need to prepare for that creative online session um, can, can be really rewarding in a way that it never has been for me, you know, because I've always waited for being in a room with some bright, creative people, you know. Yeah. Um, but doing that on your own now is, um, you know, just uses a different part of your brain. So there have been advantages, there have been disadvantages, but, you know, I never look back you know, and, and, you know, you know, we're in the 18th year of the London Mela. It is mm. really a complicated event that, you know, it involves lots of different partners and, and is, and no two years are the same, you know, whether it's, you know, sponsors or, or artists, you know, we try and try our best to try and mix it up annually, but, but there's never, there's never any point. We'll do a short debrief. We'll, we'll, what could we have done better and let's move on you know because that's the only way to 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 keep going I guess
1: have you managed to get more have you managed to get your kind of ideal guest list your ideal like stage performers a a bit more easily now that you can do it virtually so they can do it from their homes wherever they are around the world has that been has, has that been possible for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, good question because we, you know, we wanted to sort of take it a step up. So everyone we, so 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 the technology that we're using is is photorealistic, which means you know it it, you know, imagine we've created a gaming world, and we we take the two of you, we film the two of you in a green screen studio. Oh God! Then we <laughs> cut and paste you. And we'll do this the next time we do this. Let's see how it goes this weekend. Cut
1: and paste me in Barbados. Right,
2: can, oh. you, can,
1: you,
0: can you cut my head onto like a six-pack body that, like of an Adonis, maybe? Yeah, I could, we could do Chris it. Hemsworth. What she wishes.
2: We could do that as well. Probably. No, don't, don't encourage her. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk separately to you both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if we want to design each <laughs>
0: yeah. Open up a can of worms there, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. It'll be like one of those reality shows and then we'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what, what's interesting about this is what is... You know, you, 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 you and the audience are going to arrive in a, a, an aesthetic or a, or a world that we've created. And mm. that world... You know i have described as high-tech dubai meets the wonderlust of rajasthan oh, so wow. it's wow. this it's this kind of desert oasis but it could be this desert oasis could be on the outskirts of you know a city in the emirates
0: mm. uh, because
2: we see the architecture of the city in the backdrop so it's a kind wow. of you know, it's palm trees, it's flowers, it's a kind of beautiful oasis in the middle of nowhere. And that's where Melatopia, the, the festival happens. You know, so the aesthetic was, um, is is really important and is ever evolving. You know, there's, you know, it's it's a kind of, you know, the idea is is that, you know, there's a backstory to Melatopia, you know, yeah. and that, that backstory isn't ready to uh, come out just yet because what we need to do is... Is, is tell the story of the festival you know and do the festival so yeah. so the the performers who come from you know, you know who are UK artists and international artists um, we the, 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 the opening brief I guess for me was we want to try and um, invite uh, as many uh, South Asian performers, who are working under this umbrella, you know, of uh, Mela or whatever, you know, they might not even use the word Mela in, 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 in their world, but some a South Asian performer who identifies as being South Asian, who lives in and amongst the diaspora. What do I mean by that? Well, the South Asian diaspora is massive. It's got a footprint on every city in every continent yeah. throughout the world. And so I only, I only look at my own uh, footprint or my family's footprint. So my mum's from Fiji, my dad's from India. Okay. And as a result of migration, they met in London in the 60s. And I'm, my sister and I are a product of that. Mm-hmm. And, but what they left behind were like brothers and sisters and loads and loads of cousins, all of whom decided not to come and follow their footsteps. They went to other places, some remained in India or Fiji, others went to San Francisco, Vancouver, New York, Sydney, Auckland, you know, there's somebody somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and that, that my story is no different to your story or, or you know, or anyone yeah, else. It's really similar else. to my family story. <laughs> Literally Jojo story, so yeah. <laughs> and we need to tell these stories, you know, sometimes we just need to remind ourselves because they're absolutely unique and amazing, you know you know, in, 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 in one generation for, for, you know, our parents' generation or or our grandparents' generation to keep on walking, you know, and, and decide to finally stop at an oasis that they feel comfortable in, you know? So, so, so with all of that in mind, Manitopia was really designed, you know, you know, to attract, uh, content that was sourced globally and an audience that arrived globally Mm. so you know headline act raja Kumari, uk we wanted apache we went to vancouver had a dj there we went to delhi we got the medieval pundits you know and it's still growing and then obviously we couldn't bring you know raja or 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 the medieval pundits here so we gave them a very very clear you know once we decided we want them to perform. We invited them to perform. And we gave them the kind of, you know, the, the the do's and don'ts of what we needed, i.e., you know, we're not just doing any old performance. We need you to have access to a green screen studio. Have you got access to a green screen yeah. studio? Yes or no? Yes. Brilliant. Uh, let's go to the next question. Um, does the green screen studio, can it, does, is it, does it have, it does it have enough technology, enough space, etc., um, etc. Et there were certain guidelines, and 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 so the artists responded to those guidelines, responded to our request, uploaded their um, uh, uh, sets, you know, the fil- their filmed sets, and they were then uh, absorbed by the developers, and um, you know. you know crudely speaking they were it was cut and paste into the Mm -hmm. into this kind of utopian world that we've created and the results of what we'll see this weekend and you know again for me guys this this is a massive leap you know i said earlier that we're learning something in two and a half seconds and that's what we need to be doing at a time like this we need to exercise ambition and hope you know because if 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 not us who and if not now when
0: yeah you know
2: yeah. because you know we're employing hundreds of freelancers you know and have been on on this on this gig leading up to this weekend that was really really important to us you know employing people in a time of need and providing education and entertainment in a time of need and providing something which brings people together mela means to meet or to gather and all i kept thinking of how do we continue in the most weirdest time in our lifetimes to continue to bring people together? It's not good enough to kind of go, "Oh, we'll do it next year."
0: No, absolutely. It sounds incredibly progressive, um, and the amount of planning and organisation that's taken place for it is, like, yeah, astounding. Um, but I'm I'm an old school guy as well at heart. Um, you know, being uh, you know, growing up in London, obviously throughout my whole life. Uh, going to the London Miller has always been like one of the key parts of the, the summer season. It's it's where we get a chance to see people from our own community together. that Sometimes we haven't seen, um, you know, throughout the whole year. Um, and I know myself and Jojo have been going to London Miller for at least the last fifteen years. Yeah, um, lived I've, in I've been performing. 15 years, so since yeah, I've moved here. exactly. Um, and so you know, London Miller has always been a real important part of our our local communities, uh, and so. Do you feel that like Millatopia and and this kind of the virtual reality star Miller will now be the future of the event, or do you fully expect to see the outdoor festivals return um if not next year obviously going forward are these two things that can work almost side by side
2: together at the same time I think they can i think i think i think uh i think I think they need to um i think By our nature, we are um, entrepreneurial. When I say we, uh, you know, the South Asian community in its widest context, you know, we we use uh, what we have around us in in the best way possible and make good of it. And I think that's all we're doing now. We're simply, you know, doing. I'm not doing anything different to what I guess my, my my parents or my grandparents would have done. You know, in order to um, bring people together, and they were yeah. great. They, they they were great at doing that. You know, you know those both of those generations were just n- complete naturals at finding ways in which to bring people together. You know, whether it was through a community center or a or a faith group or an event or, or whatever. You know, and I don't think there's any getting away from. At least I think that's a. That's in our muscle memory, you know, the idea of um, bringing people together in a public space, in the outdoors, in the open air. You know, I think there's something, you know, and that's something that I think attracts people again and again and again, particularly in a time of fragmentation, you know, political, social, economic, cultural. You know, the list is endless. You know, people are far more fragmented than they are you know, 10 or 20 years ago, when we started the Mela, you know, and there's more choice. And that's where I think that's where the Mela becomes even more important, you know, that live experience to rub shoulders with somebody that doesn't look like you, that you don't know that doesn't come from your area that doesn't live in your area, but you're, 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 you're sharing this common experience, you know, that's something that I think, you know, we're determined to carry on. But we've got to change with the times, you know, we've yes. got to absorb what's around us, you know, we can't ignore it. And, and in a way, you know, we would, without the pandemic, we would never have even considered doing yeah, very true. the yeah. first global mailer in the world, you know, it would just, it just wouldn't have been a thing, you know, but, but, but at a time like this, you know, there's goodwill that, that sort of prevails and artists around the world completely get the opening gambit. Yeah. Oh of course we'll do it. You know, we haven't worked for six months, you know, it's absolutely the right thing to do. So I think what that's, that has kind of, that, that has come in, become important. I mean, what I'd like to see is perhaps, you know, the summer mela and then the virtual mela at, at another time of the year, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that, that could work. But who, who's to know? You know, you know, most of this is 80% passion, 20% nuts and bolts, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when the reality has to kick in somewhere. Who's going to do it? How much do we need? What do we need? You know, I mean, the the, the enthusiasm's there. You know, the enthusiasm um, and the passion. You know, we have got buckets full of it. You know, it's, oh, we're, we're we're overflowing with it. Yes. But then, what needs to happen is the sort of constructive journey in which to make that passion into reality.
1: Sounds like
0: the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Passions
1: there.
2: Yeah. The rest of it is just nuts and bolts. Yeah. The
1: energy. <laughs> exactly the energy
2: to make <laughs> it happen. Sometimes. It, you know, that's authenticity and that's integrity. You know, yeah. and 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 passion is a byproduct of that. You know, if you've got the if you've got that kind of passionate uh, voice and desire and need, then then and and it's authentic and it has some form of integrity, then you've got really solid foundations. You know. Yeah. Um, and all the best work, I think, um, when you scratch away at the surface comes, comes from that world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can't let you leave today um, without talking about uh, another aspect of your work and career. Uh, so, we recently watched The Duchess on, on Netflix, and lo and behold, one of the episodes had a certain gentleman that we know appearing in it. And so while you're on the show, what was the experience like working with Catherine Ryan on The Duchess?
2: Well, I'm glad you watched it. That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so um, funny. It's hilarious.
2: Great. Look, she's a breath of fresh air to, 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 to new British comedy and comedy writing. And, you know, I was, I was really pleased to be in that first episode. You know, look working with Katherine Ryan on her first Netflix series. So first of all, it's a Netflix series. So that's pretty cool because yeah. Netflix are really looking at reinventing what, 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 what program making looks like and how to make it. So that's a great, it's a great you know, vehicle to be engaged with. And then to sort of do it with uh, a writer, producer, you know, with Catherine you know, who's, who, who, you know, and then to play the straight guy in that. Yeah, you know. in the scene, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, playing the kind of Harley Street gynaecologist to, you know, um, somebody like, you know, Catherine Ryan, where sexuality and being a, a, a mother of a, of a young daughter, being a single mum, and, you know, the subject matter is kind of quite adult at times. So yeah. playing, playing her gynaecologist, Um, you know it was fantastic um but no real pleasure she's she's brilliant breath of fresh air and also you know going on set and working with somebody who you know is open to sort of playing with the script and you know you know finding little little moments that that Mm. actually enhance the performance because there's you know a story can take different journeys, and a, and, a, and, a, and a scene can take different journeys, and a character character can take different journeys, and it all becomes it all comes together when you're on set, in front of you know the crew and the camera switches on, and you know you've and, and it's lights, camera, action. That's when you can um, you know that's when all of it comes comes alive, and and there's only certain you know actors, I guess, or or, or certain storylines where. You can, you can, you know, we're not, we're not doing classical theatre. We're doing, you know, contemporary comedy. Um, So that was great. So let's see, let's see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But I'm glad you watched it. It's funny because, um, you know, my my 80 year old cousin in Delhi watched it as as well. Oh no way!
0: (laughs) Yeah, they did.
2: (laughs) And I was kind of saying, can you please just tell him not to watch it? (laughs) Yeah, If he's watching it just pull the plug (laughs) out
0: (laughs) oh my days yeah awkwardness basically the next family get together i guess in in india
2: (laughs) yeah but also you know some of the humor might be you know kind of um
0: risque let's say
2: yeah risque but also you know there's a there's a certain kind of urban humor to it you know there's a london vibe about it you know and some of it doesn't, I don't know, some of it might not translate, but he's a, he's a, he's a pretty smart guy. He's probably just kept quiet and just sent me a, <laughs> yeah. just sent me a nice, happy, smiley emoji with a namaste. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear, that's hilarious. Um, right, so where can people watch Melatopia on the 7th and 8th of November?
2: So there's only one, really one place to go and it's LondonMela.org. Mm -hmm. Uh, London Mela or one word.org is the gateway to Melatopia and there's different ways of doing it so once you get there there's a kind of you know it's a you know you can you can read through and and go to you know create a there's an app called Twitch which you can download create an account and then watch it via Twitch you can watch it via Facebook you can watch it via YouTube so we tried to make it as you know as democratic you just you know if you've you know if you're one of those kind of techies that are obsessed with you know new technology then and you've got vr headsets or you've got access to them then that experience is is uh, fantastic but watching it on twitch if you haven't and facebook and youtube is absolutely fine you know it will be it'll be great if you've got the vr headsets you can create an avatar for yourself You can go and meet your your friends in that space and you can hang out for 12 hours and you can talk to each other, you know, or an hour or half an hour. And that's an interesting thing. You say, if you've got a VR headset and you've got a member of a, you know, family member in another part of the world and you want to go and see Raja Kumari or Apache or Punjabi hit squad, whoever, you know, you can actually kind of go to them. I'll meet you here at, you know, midnight GMT.
0: Amazing.
2: Um, That is when the magic happens, when you, you know, meet your, you know, long lost cousin, you know, who lives in Oakland in, you know, San Francisco. Mm. Uh, and, you know, you might see each other once in a decade at a family wedding or whatever, but you can be in the space with them and you can dance around, you know, you can dance around <laughs> you and you can, you can go and sit down on a bench, you know, you can talk to each other, you know, nobody else will be able to, uh, Get involved in that conversation because you can talk you can talk directly you, you know to each other as uh, avatars.
0: You can punch them as well. I've got some long lost cousins that I haven't <laughs> seen for a long time that I don't get on with. I'll be happy to go over there and throw them also, a quick.
1: You get to have the festival experience then, yes. but also be able to use your own toilet.
0: <laughs> That's so this true. What a
1: great advantage!
0: But you miss out on those paneer masala wraps. This is the this is one of the key aspects of me going to the London I'm Miller every year.
1: Masala, masala chips, masala chart.
0: chips chart as well. So we'll have to we we'll have to make them from our kitchens.
2: That means well, why don't do not you send us a, a a wish list like two or three things that what you'd like to see? Maybe we could put a recipe up on the London Mela website. Nice. so As you're preparing nice. for Melatopia, you could make you know, masala chips and chai or whatever you, whatever you want, you know.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Honestly, my, my lips are mm-hmm. yeah, my I'm salivating as no, you Yeah, exactly. I know. This uh, all our conversations seem to end with, with food, and so it always leaves us really ravenous by this point at the end of a conversation. Um, but we we are very, very grateful. Thank you so so much, Ajay, for joining us here this week on the native immigrants. Um, we're looking forward to Melatopia It's like you know, it's wet the appetite even yeah. more hearing about all the different acts that going to be forming and the virtual reality side of it has just opened up the gateway to like the what the the limitations are endless
2: really and you know next year if we can do this again we'd love you to have host a native immigrants breakout space in the world of Melatopia you know have Mm, the two of you as you know photo real avatars you know welcoming people and maybe 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 doing it as a kind of chat show lounge you know, wow! That'd be awesome. Wow! You know, but look, that's that. You know, you've got to you've got to come on come at the weekend and watch it, and then yes. and then you know you'll get ideas for yourself. You'll come back to me and kind of go, "This is what we know. What we want to do now because we get it. You know, what well, everything you were talking about, we we were, we were scratching our heads. You know, for yeah. 20 minutes, but now we've seen it. We get it, and yes. that's that's the time that we need to pick that conversation up
0: we well, hugely awesome. hugely look forward to that we hugely look forward to Militopia as well and we wish it all the success for the 7th and 8th of november for everyone listening here right now make sure you go out and check out all the events that are going to be happening over Militopia. it sounds amazing and you can even see us there as well doing the same thing yes thank you so much to ajay for joining we us here you guys on really the Native
2: really Thanks. appreciate your time much appreciate, appreciate. thank
0: you